2: Sail forth, steer for the deep waters only. Reckless, exploring, I with thee and thou with me. For we are bound where Mariner has not yet dared to go, and we will risk the ship, ourselves and all. From Walt Whitman. Hello and welcome to Just Make The Thing, a podcast for people like me who want to start a thing and keep on making it and find it really hard. I'm your host Claire Tonti and welcome aboard. There comes a point in every venture where you get stuck. Stuck on an idea, stuck for a solution, stuck with old patterns that you can't seem to shake. And for me, every once in a while, I get this frustrated kind of restless boredom. And no matter what I do, the only thing that will shake it is to change scenery. When I was in my 20s, this meant packing up my bags and escaping. Driving to the beach, even jumping on a plane and heading off somewhere completely new and out of my comfort zone. There's nothing better for getting unstuck than physically changing where you are and immersing yourself in a new place for a while. Now that life is a bit harder to pick up and move, when I get the itch, I still try and do something to shape my brain into seeing things in a new way. My favorite thing to do is to pack up the pram, take my little guy into the city, pretend I'm a tourist and dig up places around Melbourne and Victoria I've never been before. I find that even walking a new way to work finding a new park to run through, or going to see an exhibition that you wouldn't normally see, all contribute to expanding your thoughts and ideas and dealing with that restless feeling that the magic of life has somehow been vacuumed out and replaced with laundry, dishes to be washed and the never endingness of paperwork. If, as we've discussed before, so much of what we create is influenced by our daily lives, the nitty gritty, the stuff we do all the time, what we read, what we listen to, and even what we watch. It makes perfect sense that physically changing your experience, especially your day-to-day experience, can have a massive impact on our mindset and ultimately what we create. In this week's episode, I'm joined again by Chanel Luchev, lawyer by day and yoga instructor by night, who is the lucky duck taking an actual trip back to her roots in South Africa. We talk all things travel, what it's like to be seen as an interracial couple when in fact in Australia you forget you are, and the lovely notion of resetting, sleeping a lot, and finding out again what brings you joy. Okay, on with the show. Hi, Chanel. (laughs) Hi, Claire. Hello. (laughs) Hello. Hello, people in internet land as well. We're here in your apartment, Mm -hmm. and we're using... Rogue microphones. Yes,
1: we've been having quite the you've been having quite the ordeal trying to get I the poor microphone to work. And
2: now I'm talking into the zoom mic, which is like attached to our sound thing, while you are holding a separate microphone. I am indeed. And now we're sitting farther apart for some reason, <laughs> further apart. I don't know why. I don't know if it'll work. James will probably get mad at me for doing some <laughs> weird configuration with his microphone. But anyway, James, by the way, is my husband for anyone who doesn't know. So there you go. There you do go. But we are here. Where are you off to today? You're leaving.
1: I'm going overseas. I'm going to Africa for three weeks and then to Thailand and then to Hong Kong to visit our friends. I
2: hate you. I hate you. (laughs) Okay. okay. I actually hate you. And you're childless. Do you have any
1: requests, by the way, for souvenirs? Because people have been making some very specific... Okay. (laughs) Surprisingly, that is not the weirdest request I've had today. What?
2: Hang on. Have you asked people for requests, though, before they ask you for things?
1: No. Uh, no. <laughs> so my parents have just made their own separate demands, um, which is fine because, hey, they raised me, so I feel like they get a little bit of bargaining power. <laughs> they but gave f- you the
2: gift of life.
1: Yeah, exactly. Therefore, you have
2: to keep giving to them. Forever.
1: Forever. <laughs> 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 my friends are interesting. So one of my girlfriends asked for the main character, the main bad character in Black Panther. She wants me to bring back Michael B. Jordan for her. Okay. I said, like I don't that- know whether he's actually in Africa. I think he might be in the U.S. <laughs> do you mean
2: like a guy in the Black Panther outfit or do you mean actually him? No, she
1: means him oh, the specifically. Actor.
2: I see. That's a big request. Yeah,
1: so my other friend asked if I could please bring back Janelle Monae.
2: Oh, I love her. I'm, se- I'm seconding yep. that motion. Yeah, Yeah.
1: sure. So I have two requests for two people, um, an ostrich egg, um, some dried (laughs) fruit and a stuffed giraffe so far. (laughs) (laughs) So gold balloons are really, you know, it's really not that unreasonable. No,
2: all of those are legitimate requests (laughs) that I feel like you have to meet (laughs) and if you don't, they should defriend you. Okay. Because I feel like you really let the team down. Yeah. I am very interested in Janelle Monet. I love her music oh, she's so amazing. much. She's cool. But does she live in South Africa or are they being racist?
1: I think they're probably just being a bit <laughs> racist.
2: Because I thought she might be like American. I think she is. Yeah. But I mean, she's great. Michael
1: B. Jordan definitely is. But yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think she is too.
2: I mean, I'd be cool with you bringing her back though. Yeah, I'm not sure. saying don't do it.
1: I just feel like. The, the the likelihood of me walking up to them, like, for a start, even if they happen to be there, like, hey, I'm a stranger. My friend has requested you as a souvenir. Hang
2: on. Are you actually talking me through the scenario <laughs> where you would actually try and bring them back with you to Australia, what? like a legitimate
1: scenario? <laughs> I was like, in what universe would this work? <laughs> like, what kind of request? Does it have to be, like, my friend's really sick and her last request is for me to return home with you yeah
2: that's a good point like what in what world would they actually say yes to that
1: i don't know other
2: than paying them a lot of money well yes but that's also kind of creepy yeah they and, and yeah. i don't
1: have a lot of money no. to give them. this sounds
2: awful but if they had someone kind of a terrible illness yes like a cancer or something i was
1: thinking that perhaps yeah. i could play the sickness card americans
2: really like our animals maybe you could say that you have a pet kangaroo
1: would you be enticed by that no but i see them all the
2: time do you know that around the corner from my house is a roundabout and i don't know if americans know what that is either but it's basically like a big concrete circle and cars drive around it they have roundabouts surely.
1: I think it might be called something else but Is yes, it? they surely.
2: Okay well those things, there
1: was a kangaroo jumping
2: around the other day because oh. we've moved out, you know we move out to the bush yeah. it's not really the bush but it's sort of the bush. That's amazing There's like kangaroo just jumping around so I love them but I don't love them the way that like an American would love them.
1: Well if I was to promise a kangaroo, would you be able to produce one? Because I feel like it would be gravely disappointing <laughs> if I brought them over and they're like, so where's the kangaroo? And I had nothing to offer.
2: I might be able To seeing, seeing as where we've moved to is quite in the bush, it's not completely out of the realm of possibility. I'm not saying I have a pet kangaroo in my backyard, or am I? I
1: don't know. Who
2: knows? Anyway, (laughs) anyway. Oh, goodness. That was
1: the mother of all tangents, but also quite enjoyable. I love that. Now I have to think of something great
2: for you to bring back for me, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like legitimately. I'll be at
1: the airport for a few hours. So if you're contemplating okay. something, as long as you text it before okay. about 9 o'clock, then I'll be able to right. respond. I
2: have a request. Okay. one, of, And I don't know if you'll be able to fulfill this. Probably not. Because when we lived in Tanzania... There was the tribe of the Masai, mm-hmm. and I don't think they live in South Africa. I don't think they do. No, but they have really cool sandals made out of tires, and I'm always really what? sad that I never bought one. Bought like a pair back.
1: That is very cool.
2: I know they they're really heavy, and so maybe in hindsight, maybe they wouldn't be. But they seem so comfortable, so maybe they are comfortable. But they walk like hundreds of kilometers in these things
1: because yeah, wow. they're car tires. That is amazing. I know. Do they get hot because they're rubber?
2: I don't know. I just breathed into the microphone. I could hear it. I'm so sorry. (laughs) And I'm so sorry to Raw Collins who has to edit this episode as well. I have no idea if it's really going to work or not. Well, that's one thing, but that's not in South Africa. Mm. So I will get back to you. Okay. If I think of something. Yeah. You know what? I would like an elephant. Okay. A
1: real one or a toy?
2: See, I can get toys here, Chanel.
1: Right, so a real elephant. Okay, good, good. Yep. I will add that to the list.
2: Cool, you're going on safari. I am. Just like grab one. <laughs> Goran's really good at packing, as you told me, because <laughs> he repacked his suitcase. Goran, by the way, is your husband. He's my
1: husband, and he's excellent at packing suitcases.
2: There you go. Perhaps he could pack- we
1: could fit an elephant in the suitcase.
2: Is that the ultimate packing uh, challenge, challenge yeah. for a great packer? Yeah, Is true. to pack a suitcase.
1: Yep. A suitcase with Michael B. Jordan, Janelle Monae, an elephant, a stuffed giraffe, and an ostrich egg.
2: Yep, 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 definitely. (laughs) I love it. Okay, well, seeing as you are going on like a physical journey, sometimes Mm -hmm. we talk about in the show like emotional journeys, Mm -hmm. but this one is a bit more of like a physical journey, like you're Mm -hmm. actually travelling and going. What are you hoping to get out of your trip?
1: Um, well, I worked through Christmas, which was fine, but I'm quite tired.
2: You do seem tired.
1: So what I would like to get out of my trip is some sleep. That would be nice.
2: So you have to go to South Africa.
1: Yeah, I have to go (laughs) overseas away from everything, especially work to get some sleep. Um, I think I just like to spend a bit of time in nature. I don't think I do that enough. Mm. Um, and just... Trying to focus on being present in the moment. You know, I feel like with work in particular, you're kind of going through the motions a lot of the time. And yeah. I still I really quite like my job. Like I enjoy it. But there are times where I always feel like I've got to be one step ahead of myself or other people to be yeah. able to get everything done. And just to be able to slow right down and just be like, ah, life, you know. This is life. Speaking of which, living
2: person. You
1: know, what's her name? The woman that sings the song, Life.
2: Oh, ah, I know. Life,
1: oh, life. Yes. Oh, life. So I love her, but the lyrics to that song are ridiculous. Yeah. I saw
2: something of a ghost and have a piece of toast. Exactly.
1: Watch the evening
2: news. <laughs> that was just so accurate. And it the, was real good. You know
1: the chorus is, <laughs> live, oh, live. Yeah, I just sang it for oh, you, did yeah? <laughs> It's like ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. It is ridiculous. However,
2: that is a song. I'm sure I've told you this before. That is the song that I always sing when all the ridiculous things go wrong. Really? yes oh that's a song that i sang to james the day after my tooth incident which i have <laughs> to ta- stopped talking about i actually was thinking about it this morning as a, the doctor because i i'm fine but i did have to have like a heart thing so i've got a heart one to stripe to, to Aww, myself at the moment everything is fine <laughs> everything is actually fine it's just a precautionary thing Aww. anyway and i was singing that to myself while i was strapping on the electro pads because i've got it i've got it in my pocket it's you, like a portable uh, heart monitor. I can't
1: believe you would sing in a time like I've just, hats off to you, lady.
2: I sing, but singing for me is one of those things. You know how we talk about just make the thing mm. all the time? And I haven't done singing for a long time, but I've been thinking a lot mm. about it recently because it's the thing that I love to do the most. Mm. And I do it when I feel sad and I do it when I feel happy and I do it to annoy people. I really love that too. (laughs) But I and I even did it during labor, just as like an overshare. You sang. I didn't realise I did. But James was like, yeah, when you're in Labour you were doing this like low hum sound the whole time. I it was not a beautiful it was not beautiful.
1: But maybe it sounds beautiful. Well I could imagine a low hum would be far more pleasant for everybody else to hear than the expletives you see that people yell at each other um, yeah. in- Oh, there
2: are a lot of those. I'm talking about early labour. I'm talking about the beginning of it. It slid very fast. But, no, because to me there's something about it that kind of is soothing or something yeah. and I do it for my son as well. So mm-hmm. I sing with him. Sometimes it calms me down more than it calms him down. And I used to sing to him when he was in my time. actually, talking about – um things like singing while I was pregnant with him it was one of my random things that I decided I wanted to do which I haven't done for a long time because I've been doing this podcast and working and all the other life things so I've now in a headspace where I'm itching to try something new again and I can't ditch the pod or the network because I love it but it's and it's my job but I do want to do something different so this morning I was googling pottery my Mm. friend started
1: pottery and she loves it oh she loves it yeah
2: yes I was I watched Ghost with Demi Moore and then I started thinking like wouldn't that be soothing to just sit there and make a bowl Mm -hmm. with the thing spinning I would love that so that's one of the things I was thinking about doing but what made me think about it was the last time I did something like that was when I was pregnant and I did that improv comedy musical course and I performed in an improv comedy musical when I was like eight and a half months pregnant.
1: Only you would do something like that. Yeah. You know what? I'm, pre- I'm about to bring life into the world. My body is dealing with the weight of a growing child. You know what I'm going to do? An improv comedy musical course. It was so
2: great though. I loved it so much. And actually they have a show in the Melbourne Comedy Festival called Impromptunes, which if anyone is in Melbourne and they're going to see The Weekly Planet, they should also see – Nice. It's so good. It's so fun. I should take you, actually. The audience chooses a topic and then you have to make an entire music – or not you personally, the actors yep. – have to make an entire musical number, like show, an hour-long mm-hmm. show with the storyline and different songs. They have a guy playing piano who's improvising and they improvise like a whole musical.
1: That's amazing. Called
2: like Banana Hammock or <laughs> The Attack of the Mushrooms. <laughs> It's so great. It's really fun. And they've done really well. They tour around and they did Edinburgh this year. It's real cool. Anyway. That is
1: really cool. Yeah.
2: I used to work with one of the guys um, who's the director. It was really fun. So anyway, I don't know how I got onto that. Ah, oh, yes. Because we were talking about... Um, journeys? Journeys. Yes. And I was saying how I'm feeling like I need to go on another little yeah. one. And I can't go to South Africa. I'm so jealous. <laughs> But I would love to do something like that, like a little adventure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, sure. this pod is an adventure, but, you know, I want yeah. to do something different. Are you going to do anything like that while you're over there? Um, any different? Any
1: pottery or just generally? <laughs> or
2: improvised musical comedies? <laughs> yes. If I manage much. to
1: find a troupe, I'll let you know. Okay.
2: Um, no, like any kind of courses or like exciting little travel um, things or well, learning things or anything? I think –
1: We're going to do a lot of walking and hiking and stuff. So I'm probably going to be moving around a lot more physically than I usually do. Like I'm an active person now, but even more so. Mm. And in some ways movement is my kind of form of creative journey sort of thing. So I will walk. When I have time, I'll like walk for hours and there's going to be the most beautiful things to see. So it'll just be kind of like being in awe at Like creation, do you know what I mean? Yes. We're going to Victoria Falls, which is like an enormous (gasps) waterfall, and um, it's meant to be beautiful and just kind of breathtaking. And then Cape Town itself is a really beautiful city as well. There's just a lot to see, and then obviously there's all the animals.
2: Mm, That's real cool. We did a safari. It's
1: really yeah, yeah. So the one thing I would like to do. If I have the energy and the time and Goran doesn't become irritated with me, is um, I set up an Instagram account for my yoga um, business and I've been too scared to post anything because I don't know. Why? Well, c- going back to when we first started this, I'll talk myself out of stuff and then I won't just, I just won't do it. So <laughs> when, once I decide to start, then I'll keep going, but I'm not ready, like, to start. You so, should
2: start. So my
1: friend's like, what, what's your account name? I'll follow you. I'm like, you can, but there's nothing in it, <laughs> literally nothing. And everyone's like, it's fine, just take the pictures. And I'm like, I just, the idea of, it just scares me. I don't know why. It's so silly. Like every second it's person has an Instagram. Instagram, everyone has Instagram accounts. I know that, but I just, I don't know. I feel like I'd just be, there'd be pressure to not make it not look crap. And I'm not good mm. at like selfies or like duck face or like any of the stuff that people tend to do or just like weird posing it just makes me feel really uncomfortable so i just i don't know what i'd put in there that would be good and meaningful and not tacky well okay
2: here's from the person that always starts things (laughs) but never finishes them which is called my mo um What I have learned, and actually from the conversation from my last week's podcast, I was speaking to that girl, Angela Mm Walterscreen, and she said something to me that was like a revelation. And I'd forgotten because we had that chat a little while ago and I'd forgotten and went off like a light bulb in my head. And it was about how it's okay and it's actually a superpower to start things and and venture like that. And it's okay to do them for a little while and figure out they're not for you and move on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. So... um. I'm starting to feel better about the fact that I like starting things. Okay. So that's good. a cool thing. Um but what I was trying to say and I brought it back to myself which is very selfish, but
1: mm-hmm.
2: about you is that I think when you start something you have this like dogged determination to finish it and keep <laughs> and making it really good. And so I kind of think do you reckon that maybe the reason you, it takes you ages to start something is cuz you're like well now I'm on this train? <laughs> Yeah. And I'm gonna get in I'm gonna like get it really good I'm gonna have to keep going with it for the whole friggin time yeah,
1: yeah pretty much yeah yeah I can't I'm just I, I can't be a quitter it's very hard for me to be a quitter yeah. so like once I start something and I'm like okay this is just another thing I'm gonna take on and I mean for many people Instagram's really enjoyable like they really like it yeah
2: I'm enjoying it yeah I actually am I because I hate social media but Instagram I like. Because most of it is not pictures of me. Particularly yeah. not now that I have dentures in my head. <laughs> but most of it is just of things I see. And yeah. you've got the perfect option because you're gonna be taking photos anyway. Yeah. So just take photos of your trip and yeah. then get going to take some photos of you doing yoga poses. Yeah. It's an awesome idea. Yeah,
1: so that's I mean, in terms of being creative, I guess that's the one thing I'd like to do. And also just spend a bit of time working on my personal practice and um take some classes in different studios in different environments. Ah, oh, that's cool. So, um, I mean, is everywhere these days. So I've already Googled studios <laughs> near where I'm going to be um, in Africa and in Thailand. So I'm good to go. That's so exciting. They're, both, they're basically all within like a 20-minute radius of like where I'll be. Oh, so, so um, Because I just want to make sure I keep up. My practice, and I know what I can be like on holidays. I mean, although I've, that's changed over time, but I can get a bit lazy, a bit lethargic. I am
2: interjecting. Mm. Being on holiday and relaxing is not being lazy. <laughs> yeah. That's the whole point of a holiday. That is the whole – I sound really strange. No, but no that no, is no, the no. whole point of holiday. I know. Now. Yeah, no,
1: I know, and I need to find a balance because also – Usually when I go on holidays, it takes me several days to actually unwind. Yes, so true. Um, I'm the same. Yeah. I don't know. This kind of – I have this thing about needing to feel like I've achieved something all the time. No. Do you know what me. I mean? Surely not. Not <laughs> Janelle who just said to me, I have to make sure that the
2: Instagram thing is perfect. <laughs> and if I get on it, I'll have to keep going on with it. And it's Instagram, mate. Everybody has Instagram. It's true. Not, well, not everybody. <laughs> Some, yeah. yeah, maybe like what we said a while ago and it's the approach you could take to your holiday too and it's the approach that people take, this just make the thing, whatever the thing is, whether it's a change in you or a holiday or a experience or a learning thing or a making a thing, It's the whole point of just make the thing is that you just, it doesn't have to be perfect and it, you don't have to be perfect all the time yeah. and you don't have to always be at optimum level to get something out of it. Yeah, it could just be you know, and that's the same with holidays. Like, don't put pressure on yourself to be the best holiday era of all time. <laughs> like, just do what you feel like doing. Yeah, do what yeah. your your body has been through a lot, and you've worked it so hard this year. Maybe, yeah.
1: maybe just like
2: hang out with Goren and like go for a swim and see some beautiful animals. Yeah, well, that
1: will all be very know? nice. And I will read a bit. Yeah, that's much about it
2: and. Yeah. Maybe it'll make up for the Hawaii trip where we... (laughs) Which was not relaxing and we were both like super stressed. Oh man, I the wedding was amazing. The wedding was
1: amazing. The and I think Gorin has literally had a gut full of me like complaining about that that time and he's like, You chose to go <laughs> I'm like, I know, but I just it was a bad idea in hindsight and I just uh oh, I just need to let it go. Let it the go. The wedding was
2: so like I it had was. one of the best nights ever at that wedding. It was and beautiful. The, and the hotel we stayed was so lovely. Mm. But just my son was sick for the whole most of the time. So yeah. it was just and I was really stressed, and I feel like I've like made you really stressed. And we, I think, we were I mean, like, you were a bit stressed, and... but
1: I was also stressed because I was studying. And I'm like, this was the worst possible time to take leave. <laughs> like it was also completely self induced. And yeah, I'm also responsible for my own stress <laughs> levels as well. <laughs> well, this
2: this trip then will be so lovely because you've kind of got space just to do what yeah. you want. You don't have to have that pressure of study. You, you can just kind of in, lean into doing what you want and enjoying yeah. it. Yeah.
1: And the other thing that I re- have realised too is I haven't seen quite a few of my family members, extended family, in a long time. It'll just be really nice to see them. Yeah. I just, I'm really looking – I'm actually really looking forward to seeing them because it has been so long. It's been like s- about seven years. Wow. Um, has Goran met them? No. Oh, yeah, okay. so it's gonna be an experience for him too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Probably be overwhelming, but that's okay. Um and I mean most of their kids will be grown up and stuff, which will be kind of crazy. Mm. Um but yeah, I mean I think sort of reconnecting with family and reminiscing over old times and I mean the other thing that's nice is I get to learn about my parents what my parents were like before they had children. Because, you know, you kind of like, this is my mom, this is my dad. The only relationship I understand is that they're my parents. They did not have a life before me. <laughs> yeah, I know. They were not an interesting person. But no. they had all this stuff going on and you don't really know until you kind of talk to their family or friends when they were younger and they'll share stories. So that's kind of nice as well. Oh, it would be so yeah. nice. And it's going back to your roots. Yeah.
2: That's cool. Yeah. all like, There's something really amazing about going back to where your ancestors are from and I know some people who like have generations of people who all grew up in the same place and they still live there and that's amazing too and there's so much history but I mean for me I'm a mishmash of like a lot of different countries Mm. but there is something amazing about going back to Europe and going to Italy and Mm. England and Ireland because there's a little part of me or or, I don't know. I wonder if this is something you experienced too that you're kind of like, this is where my people came yeah. from. Yeah. This yep. is where the history is. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Something about the food and the weather, even for me, particularly in Italy. I'm like, this is me. This is all my peeps. <laughs> well, there's the like food. an
1: innate sense of connection that you can't really articulate, but you can sense it, I think.
2: Yeah.
1: It's like almost the equivalent of like when you go somewhere that's completely foreign and you're like, whoa, I feel like I'm so, like what's it called, sticking out like a sore thumb right now.
2: Yeah, so true. Well, because that's how we felt in Tanzania. It was really the cultural difference and we lived there for six months Mm -hmm. and it was awesome. But, yeah, we really stuck out like a sore thumb Mm. and it was a really just the culturally – actually – You know what? It was culturally different but not that different comparatively to where we lived in um, the Indigenous community. Yeah, right. That was really, really different. And I guess it's the same like travelling to China is the same too. It's that different, the way of thinking about things or the way that people do things, it's different.
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: Mm. And so there's something interesting in exploring. It's also really nice to go somewhere where you feel – kind of out of your comfort zone and Mm. and it's such a different culture to you because it makes you look at your own culture and the bits that you like and the bits that you would like to change or, you know, it it does it kind of puts things into perspective Mm. or did for us anyway, particularly living in Tanzania. It sort of made me realise that um, sometimes in Western culture we're so – uh, disconnected from yeah. the land and from our communities, or we can be, and it's really important to seek that out because you can sense it in the people in the spot where we lived anyway, in Arusha. Mm. Mm. Um, and there's lots of difficult things about it too. But yeah. Cape Town's got such a rich, interesting history.
1: Yeah, it's very, good. very interesting. And for, like, for someone that's interested in like politics and government, mm. it's actually a very interesting place
2: for yeah. me to go and try
1: and learn about as well. So one of the things we're going to do when we go overseas is actually to go to, um, to Robben Island where Nelson Mandela was held.
0: Wow.
1: So, I mean, I've been on, I was on the tour. I went on the tour when I was about 18. And even there
0: Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details.
1: I felt a bit emotional, but I just don't think I had the maturity to really understand what, why, what why what and on, the, yeah. the full political climate and the intricacies of all the issues Mm -hmm. so I think it'll be a different experience this time around um which I'm kind of it's kind of like when you go to any of those countries that have a really sad sad but important kind of history that helps make them what they are you don't you don't want to be sad but you also have to know about it I felt the same way going to Cambodia Mm -hmm. I was just like wow there's some seriously atrocious things that have happened here and these Mm -hmm. people are so beautiful that makes no sense to me at all. How does that yeah. work? Um, but it's important to know, I think. Super
2: yeah. important to yeah. know because life is like light and dark, isn't mm, it? You mm. can't, And it kind of does a disservice to the people that have gone through those atrocities to ignore them yeah. or to yeah. pretend they didn't happen or to not learn about them. That was the same when I went to Dachau, which is the first concentration camp in Germany.
1: Oh, okay, yep.
2: Um, we went there and it was, you sort of, Part of you goes, well, should I be here? Mm. Is This is really sad and I'm, I'm learning about the just the most horrific things. But, yeah, it's because it's a part of human history and humanity and I think if we're not careful, you can end up in those kind of situations again. Oh, for again, sure. If you're not kind of really looking out and listening. and
1: Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: So oh, that's the best bit about travel, okay, mm. hey, that it opens your – You've got space in your life because you're not constantly in work, headspace, or mm. the day-to-day grind to kind of absorb all of that kind yeah. of stuff. Yep, yep. Um, and you learn so much and you grow so much, I think, through that kind oh, of Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Has he ever been to Africa? No. Wow, so this is going to be the first kind of yeah time for you to show him a lot. Well, because you've been there, so you can show him around. Yeah.
1: And- so, I mean, um, I've never been to... Zimbabwe or Botswana so that'll be new for both of us and there are parts of South Africa that I just haven't seen um because we're going to do a little road trip from the east to the west so um there'll be quite a few places that are new new to me as well um but yeah it's a very it's I think it'll be similar to I mean a few several years ago now I went with him to Croatia and he just kind of had his bearings a bit more than me. I was kind of just like this lost traveler, yes. hoping that people <laughs> wouldn't try and speak to me in either Croatian or Italian because I couldn't understand anything and yeah. just would shudder nervously. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. I think it'll be an interesting experience for him. I mean, Goran's quite good in that he kind of fits fits in everywhere, sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, he is. He's so great, and he's so great at talking to people, yeah. and he's so
2: interested. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. history and. All of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. we have
1: we have had to have a discussion because he's got this thing. He loves accents, loves oh, them no. of all shapes and sizes, and we've had to have a discussion about him limiting the use of accents in certain places. Because I'm like, I don't want you to get beaten up by a stranger. <laughs> I can't protect you. I'm no, not strong enough. No, but, is that uh, because the Afrikaans language? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, there's like eleven dialects in South Africa, wow. and so um, that's the other thing, right? So you live in Australia, and yes, you've got like a whole population of um, uh, migrants that speak various languages, but by and large, people speak English, yeah. or will attempt to. Yeah. Um, and then when you go to other countries, or even when you go to Europe, and people are like, "Oh no, I speak five languages," you kind of forget Australia's a bit isolated sometimes. Yeah,
2: we are, and we're so lucky and spoil that our language we sort of assume is so universal. Yes, and then you go yeah. overseas and you're
1: like, why doesn't anyone understand English? Yeah, exactly. The
2: <laughs> science, the science aren't in English. <laughs> like, it is. It's a really funny kind of world yeah. here, isn't it? Really. Yeah. I mean, the reality is that if you can speak English, you can move around pretty much everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Someone will speak English. But it is, It's a. it's a really different thing to remember and realize. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Gosh, 11 dialects. But even the, like, even the customs and things like that, um, well, you would know from travel, the things that you take to be a given are just not a given. Even mm. body language. That's a huge thing. You know, line. when you're like, this person's being rude when really they're just shy or that's just the way that that's just their manner and you assume that particular body language is associated with openness and communication and acceptance when that's just the way that you've been socialized. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah.
2: Well, that's what I meant before about when you travel, you see a reflection of yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Because you sort of – there's all these kind of things that you don't – like I remember um, in the Kimberleys, which is up north, when we were teaching up there, the kids would click at you. Like they'd go – and that would mean like (laughs) yes or like I agree or sure thing, no worries. Ah. But at the beginning, you sort of are like – do you say, what do you mean? <laughs> Are you understanding me? Yeah. Will you do? Like it's a really, and when you have a whole classroom of kids that like you go you. good morning and they go, <laughs> <laughs> you you just kind of go, okay, awesome. <laughs> but, and then, yeah, but it's, over time you can kind of read into more of that. Yeah. And the way that they, yeah. I, I know, and there's a lot of customs in Tanzania that were really interesting to me because where, where we were in RuSHA. Men and women would never touch in public. Never, never, never. Yeah, right. You would never hold hands. You would never put your arms around each other, even if you're married for 50 years. Mm. Not done. But the men and the women would hold hands quite yep. openly Yep. everywhere. Even, like, my students who were, like, 16-year-old, humongously tall um, dudes would be, like, walking and just swinging, holding hands with each other it's as they walked sweet. down. It's yeah. really sweet. But it was quite – it took a bit of adjusting mm. because even like colleagues, teachers like grown men who were in their fifties, when they would stop to talk to each other, they would hold each other's hands.
1: Oh, that's really, lovely. I
2: know. But it was just really, it was just a really different Oh, totally. Thing. And I found when people did it to me, all I could think in my head the whole time was, Should I let go? Should they let go? How long are we supposed to hold for? You know, like that whole paranoid, like, are they going to think that I want to hold their hand for too long? I don't understand. It's like it was really uncomfortable. Yeah. So, but I guess, and that must be the reverse when people from other countries walk into our culture too
1: and they think why are people so dispassionate why does nobody want it why is no one affectionate why that why is no one holding hands yeah why is no one talking to me on the bus like that was the other thing in a
2: Yeah. Pete everybody talks to you and yeah. everyone says hello and you can't not like it would be really weird if you got on a bus and the person next to you didn't like say hi and talk yeah, to you right yeah i don't know south africa is probably quite different again yeah, I don't, a look, places. it's been yeah,
1: it's been a long time. Um, so I'm not sure, but um, I'm sure there are lots of things that'll take me by surprise, even though I've been there several times before. So, yeah, I don't know.
2: Mm. Do you think this? I don't, like because of apartheid and the history of that. I know one of my friends said she went with her partner who was South African, Mm -hmm. and she said there were some areas where they felt uncomfortable being like a mixed race couple. Yeah, which I've never even called you that before, so that sounds awful, (laughs) and I don't mean it because you're not.
1: But but no, I I know what you mean. But over there,
2: what's that? the what's it
1: like now? Do you know, Um, or I guess you haven't been there in a long time? To be honest, I can't recall, and I don't think I've actually ever been there with a partner. But um, I have family members that are part of mixed race couples, and I guess that's just—they're um, probably more aware of people looking at them and commenting than I would be. Probably be oblivious to all of it. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure that probably that kind of entrenched racism still exists. I mean, it takes generations for that kind of prejudice to kind of dissipate. Dis- yeah, to dissipate, and people to live in a different political climate and under a different government under under a different set of rules for a long time for attitudes to change. So I'm sure that that happens. But to be honest, when Gora and I travel, especially when we're in Asia, people look at us all the time. And, in fact, I think I told you this, the last time we were in, people always take photos of us, like whether or not they ask us to be in the pictures or not. They're constantly taking pictures. And the last time I was in Thailand, this bunch of, like, young, like – um, like Asian teenagers were like, oh, can you be in the photo? And I was like, sure. And Goran was like, should I step out? Do you want me to take it? And they're like, no, no, you're in it too. So it was like me and Goran then a bunch of strangers around <laughs> us. And they made us stand there for like a good 10 minutes while they swapped friends. So <laughs> we were in—we would have been in like about 30 or 40 photos. Wow. I don't. What's well, that? I think it must be the mixed race thing. Like we look physically Like Like, he's very tall. He's very tall and he's fair and I'm not and his eyes are blue and mine are brown. You know what I mean? So I guess physically we're quite diametrically opposed and I think when you're around someone so much you kind of forget that. Yeah, and well, because I forget that about you guys too. (laughs) Yeah. I don't really think about it. But I think to other cultures where like interracial marriage is not that usual but also we look so different, it might be quite surprising to them. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. (laughs) It's strange. (laughs) I don't really know how else to explain it. One of my friends was joking. She's like, maybe you're on one of those, like, maybe you're on someone's blog. They're like, maybe you're like the stars of someone's blog. And like, oh, look, we've got pictures with that couple again. And they're just like are seeking us out and taking photos. I would love that (laughs) so much. I would love that if this whole time you were like, it's
2: because of the way we look and it's not because it's like someone writes about you and you're you're just famous. (laughs) I would love it so much. Oh no. God, it's yeah. It's so that but that's all the stuff that is fun about traveling yeah. too. All this ridiculous things that happen. Oh, Because yeah. you open yourself up more to like un, unexpected stuff happening. Yeah, you know? So and the best stories
1: are the thing that the things that like either go wrong or almost go wrong.
2: Yeah. So true. It's the, usually the almost that goes wrong. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Maybe not
2: the go wrong completely. It partially goes wrong. I don't know. Yeah, actually, the go wrong in the end make a really great story in a year. Yes. When When my brother lost his passport in Iraq. No, where was he? No, he was in Jerusalem and he lost his passport. Oh, no. (laughs) It's funny in hindsight. (laughs) It's also funny right now, right at the time when we were like, oh, my goodness, how are you going to – because it was quite, like, awkward politically at that time. It always Mm. is. And, yeah, it was a whole saga. But, Yeah. yeah. Oh, travel. You're going to have so much fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So your thing is an adventure. Yeah. travel. And
1: while I'm away, you're going to be pottering?
2: Pottering? I'm going to try. I Mm -hmm. googled it today, pottery course. Awesome. So I'm going to give it a go because, like Angela was saying from last week's episode, it's okay if I just do it for a couple of months and then then you're like, yeah, I've done that. Yeah. I've given it a go.
1: Make a couple of spoons or like a bowl or something.
2: (gasps) Yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping for like some kind of bowl. Yeah. Just to make a bowl. I'm usually terrible at craft. I hate craft. I hate it with passion.
1: (laughs) But I feel like I might be right at this. Yeah. I mean, I think there is. I think you're right. There's something soothing about pottery. Mm, A spinning wheel. Patrick Swayze. Yeah. (laughs)
2: There's a whole lot to love about it. It is. That and also cooking and gardening. I've gotten – I think that sometimes creativity doesn't have to be a big, you know, trip or adventure overseas or – you know, like a huge life change. Sometimes it just travels alongside you. Yep. And I sometimes forget that, even though ironically that's why I did this podcast too. But, yeah, I like the idea of it your creativity kind of living alongside you
1: yeah absolutely and so trying
2: like annabelle crab from this great podcast i love chat 10 looks Right. she was saying what she loves to do is go and get a recipe book and choose the most ridiculous dish <laughs> like the one that just has like a thousand steps <laughs> that you would never normally ever make yeah. and she just goes and makes it that's amazing and she, i think she made like trout ham or something with like a whole fish where you have to cure it for like weeks and I don't know and she makes like crazy creations but I kind of loved that idea yeah because otherwise it's very easy I found myself recently getting stuck in a social media kind of hole where I'm just like scrolling mindlessly through Facebook and Instagram and it's really bad for you it's bad for my spirit and
1: bad for my brain do you find that sometimes it usurps your creativity too absolutely because it's kind of like I'll just look for something else to stimulate me as opposed to trying to sit here and be creative myself
2: yeah because it's kind of numbed your brain yeah so I've had all these feelings of wanting to start something new and I always get like this occasionally I get all like I want to do that thing yeah but because I've been tired and life other stuff has been happening yeah you can get stuck in like a yeah, whatever it is, a numbing kind of thing. Like I'll just look at Facebook and then I don't have to think about it. All. Yeah. And I think people do it with lots of things, alcohol or food or whatever, but it's that whole idea of numbing yourself to your life a bit. Yep. Which in the short term can feel better than sitting there being frustrated, but in the long term is really bad for you.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, all those numbing things mean just delay your ability to deal with the things that are frustrating you. Yeah. Yeah. Or just to just sit in it. Like sometimes you just need to be like, well, this feeling's a bit crap. Well, probably should find a way to get out of it. Maybe can't figure it out just yet, but I'm sure there is a way. And if you get irritated enough, most people will be like. Okay, I've got to work through this. Yeah, we'll change.
2: You're so right because that's. I think that's one of the biggest things that stops people from changing mm. something in their life or it's doing too hard. something. Yeah, or even just that they watch a lot of Netflix and social yep. media. Yep. And then you just sort of in a holding pattern because yep. you never give yourself that time to be so frustrated that you're like, "Well, I better go up and do it. Better get off my. I bum wonder.
1: And start. And this is no um, overt criticism of TV because, as you know, I was raised by TV. (laughs) And my parents. You've been watching back-to-back episodes of The Office. Yeah, exactly. Um, What human beings would achieve if we didn't have television? Or Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like what we would do, what we would be forced to do if we didn't have something to distract us? Completely. I don't know. Well,
2: because I often think about, How we're often saying how we don't have enough time. Yeah. Everyone in our modern day. I'm so busy. Is always so busy. Yeah. But then how much TV are we watching? And then we've got all these like conveniences like instant meals and Mm -hmm. you know, shortcuts and Uber Eats and all of this stuff to kind of cut time out of our life so we don't have to like make the sauce from scratch or whatever or you know, do the thing. Mm. But At the end of the day, what we're filling it with is some time to watch TV. Yeah. Yeah. Aren't we? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I know. I've really been thinking about this a lot. Not that I'm going to stop watching TV. I mean, I love TV. with the best of them. Yeah. But I do think... looking at my son even, what we do is at the end of the day around 4.30 when he's like over life and like really grumpy (laughs) and we're exhausted from like keeping him entertained all day, Mm -hmm. we'll put him in front of a movie or it's something on TV while we cook dinner. Mm -hmm. And part of me looks at him and I think, what would you be doing if I wasn't plonking you in front of you? Probably having tantrum. But (laughs) you know, I, I sometimes wonder, yeah, I agree. I like the idea of Churning butter and, like, (laughs) milking a cow. Well, I I mean
1: being connected, like being connected (laughs) to something physically if Mm. you can't – like, I I, but I I agree with that entirely. Like, there's something about preparing a meal from scratch, which A, feels like an accomplishment, Mm. but B, because you – if you have a tendency towards anxiety um, like I do, because you have to focus on the thing at hand, you actually – have to be like physically and mentally present. Present. Exactly. Like there's something really healthy about that. And then also if you happen to have assistance from a loved one, like being able to cook a meal and prepare it together and talk about things. Like I find that a lot of the time Goran and I often have um, conversations about our day when we're preparing dinner because when we eat dinner, we eat it in front of the TV. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, I don't know.
2: No, I totally agree with you. I've been thinking a lot about this. There's a great website I've probably talked about before called The Design
1: Files. Yes, yes. Mm,
2: I love that. And there's one on there. It's just all different types of creatives in Australia, but they often have gardeners or farmers. And this Mm. week or today there was an article about um, a farm where they, you know, they've been working off the land for, you know, generations and it's this beautiful place where they – grow their own you know veggies and they have their own fruit but they also have like sheep and they produce merino wool and they have chickens and you know all those things and yeah. it's a permaculture farm so I mean it's not like it's all easy and idyllic like nothing is it's hard work but I was looking at it and thinking gosh there's something really wholesome and something in me anyway that kind of longs for that connection to mm. the world and the food that we mm-hmm. eat and you know and I and I sometimes think it's sad that we've plastic wrapped everything that's the other mm. thing that's getting to me the amount of packaging I watch Ronnie mm. Cheng who's an, an Australian comedian oh he's so do funny a he is but he had this bit about New York City and how it's covered in packaging and they're just like packaged like <laughs> old packaging everywhere on the street and he's like it's like nobody sees the packaging, but I see it and it's driving me insane. And now he said that bit and now I well, can, you can see, see it. But you buy, go from the supermarket and I've got my, you know um, – bags that I can bring but I will forget them sometimes so everything's in a plastic bag then it comes in a box and then inside the box is another plastic (laughs) bag and often there's also like some tray as well yeah and then even I'll buy my fruit and veggies and I'll buy them but like there'll be a tray of tomatoes with a plastic wrap over the top and then the mini cucumbers come in a tray with a plastic wrap and so all of a sudden you just have this huge amounts of waste like packaging that just gets used once and thrown away and oh, this is a tangent, but in some weird way, I feel like it's separating us from the reality of where our food comes from. Oh,
1: absolutely, and, it does. And uh and animal our products in particular. If you yeah. just see, like, if you buy six chicken fillets, for example, theoretically, has that come from six chickens? Like, you don't think about. People don't like to. I can understand to some degree. Otherwise, it becomes completely unpalatable. But like, people don't like to consider where their food has come from. Yeah. And so you just kind of look at this thing which has been processed in some way and you kind of eat it and it tastes good, but you're kind of not really sure what it is that you're actually eating half the time. or where it's come from and what its
2: life has been or the fact that it's actually come from a living animal. Yeah. And then all the – that was one thing I noticed living in Arusha. I mean, life there, there was a lot that was very difficult Mm. um, and I can't – speak for what it would be like to be a local but there was a lot to be said for the fact that they lived right next to where their food was grown mm. and they lived with their cows they lived with their goats they lived with their chickens so but they had a lot more respect for their animals too yeah well yeah. if you're gonna eat chicken you have to kill a chicken yeah basically yeah you know or if you're gonna have meat like if you're gonna have goat you have to kill a goat yeah to do it yeah so Like, I mean, and this is, I I do, I'm not saying that I want to kill a goat every day so I can have (laughs) meat, but I just think that there is something missing in the way that we live at the moment. And I think the element is creativity, which sounds weird because killing a goat doesn't sound like it's a creative Mm. pursuit, but it sort of is Mm. because you're starting that meal or that process from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And you're creating a meal for your family, but you're you're starting it from, you know, really square one. Yeah. Like, and that's something that I think we don't always do here anyway. Yeah. So it's something I've really been trying to think about how, now that we've got our house, how we can make it, A, more environmentally friendly, mm-hmm. but B, have more of that creativity within our own home. Yeah, that's like beautiful. Like growing veggies and would you get a chicken yeah I want to get some chickens for eggs I do yeah you should I do I do but the problem is all the stuff adds work as well true true but I think that I want to teach my son about life too and I don't want it to all be plastic wrapped yeah yeah so that's the thing when you let life in it's messy and the more you let it in the more you create stuff it gets messier yeah
1: absolutely Mm. oh that's very cool well, I hope you make some progress while I, I'm
2: away. I hope so too. It might. I wonder if I'll do anything. any of these ideas. <laughs> 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 by the time you come back in three weeks and I'll have like gone back into a schlump and you're like, no, I'm just watching was episode Queer Eye on Netflix, which is, by the way, the best show. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah. So I don't know what I'm trying to get at. I guess, yeah, just that. The more that we consciously think about our lives, the less we are on social media, the better probably.
1: Oh, yeah. yep. Mm. I mean, it serves its purpose in, in many respects, um, but there's a very it's, an, there's, it's easy to get addicted to it like mm. lots of other things.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So getting hands-on and creating something, I think you have to not numb yourself as yeah. much. Yeah, yep. Reduce your TV watching time. Though, see, James's argument is different because his whole business and job and creative pursuit yeah. is all about television and yeah. movies and screen time. So he watches unbelievable amounts of all of it. But for him, it feeds what he does. Yeah. So, like, he watches all of that TV because it then he absorbs it and then creates from well, it. Well, I think he's so. probably
1: in the minority of people that have television as a purpose like I think that's the thing is like it's fine and it makes sense for James to do it because it's his livelihood and as you say the source of his creativity but for a lot of people that's not why people watch tv or go on Facebook or whatever you know no that's
2: true I think that's true if it's because there is so much great knowledge out there now and so many shows like even Queer Eye because it's it's kind of breaking down barriers and they're sort of helping guys who they might not necessarily otherwise meet or like they helped a guy to come out to his mum and, you know, lots of really, and it's sort of teaching, you know, straight guys that you can be friends with gay guys and they're awesome and, and vice versa and people and breaking down people's prejudices about lots of things. Yeah, It's really, it's actually a really beautiful show in that way. So I think maybe it's like anything that we're sort of talking in circles, but um. If it's used for the right purpose, yeah, then it's great. And if it if you enjoy it too, and you get a lot of entertainment out of it as well, that's awesome. But it, you just have to be careful of the balance.
1: Yes, absolutely. So you
2: try and not to watch so much of it that it
1: absorbs and takes away from your ability to create and do and stuff. makes you tired. Do you reckon after you watch TV for long periods of time, you just feel exhausted? Oh, it's so bad for you. Yeah, yeah it's real bad. It's real bad.
2: Okay, well, we should go because you got a plane to catch, I miss. Do. You're going <laughs> to Cape Town. I am indeed. You're heading, heading out there. I am. Up, across? Up. North, south, east, west. Left, left right <laughs> left she's going left okay. go left
1: peace,
2: yeah that's where you're going okay, going left I hope you have a great time thank you I hope at least one group of people take Fiona with you and Corinne. <laughs> that was my joy and hope for you oh. and then you start your Instagram now that we've talked about yep. the evils of social media yep
1: yes yes exactly <laughs> It is bad, but also please follow me on Joker Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, Joker
2: Melbourne. I know it's so exciting. Oh, well, yeah. no. You, well, now you have to reset it. Yeah, I know. But don't
1: make it like a like if you
2: don't enjoy it. Doesn't matter if you stop doing it in a few weeks. I used
1: to like Instagram. I don't know why it stressed me out so much. But I'm just gonna do it for fun. Yeah, do it for fun, Chanel. Yeah. I know you don't like to do that. No, I don't. (laughs) Everything has to have a purpose and an end
2: goal. Exactly. But sometimes it's okay. Yeah.
1: Enjoy it.
2: True. Very true. Cool. Okay. Well, have a great trip. Stay safe. Thank you. Good Um, luck with your pottery. Thanks, mate. Oh, man. Now I've got the pressures on. (laughs) I'm coming for you, Patrick Swayze. Okay. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye. You've been listening to a podcast with me, your host, Claire Tonti, and the lovely Chanel Lucev. If you'd like to follow the show, you can find me on Instagram at Claire Tonti or on Twitter at Mrs. Sunday Movies. And you can email the show at justmaketethingpod at gmail.com. Excitingly, you can also find Chanel on Instagram now at Bend yoga Melbourne, or one word. She is sharing some of her beautiful photos from South Africa and some of her yoga poses. So I'd highly recommend uh, going across there and following her. Okay. Have a great week. We'd love to hear from you at justmakethingpod at gmail.com if you've got some things to share and uh, we'll see you next time. One last thing, we were trying to get the show up every Friday, but it's sort of working out better if we release it on a Monday. So that's what we'll be doing. Look out for it on your iTunes feed. Uh, Till next time, guys, see you later.